On today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast, we will run through what the Sabres prospects did on Boxing Day, the opening day for the World Juniors, and we'll update you on all things that are happening with the Sabres when they're going to practice, players added to the COVID list, and when they might actually play a game again. Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, per usual here on the show. Do we think this is going to be our least listened to day of the year? Because I, when I woke up, I was not looking for hockey after uh, after the Bills win yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I uh, I imagine the World Juniors. I bet nobody was watching last last night though. Like, and I think that's what our big topic is because we're still waiting on the Sabers to get back going. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think uh, though this week I I, I hope uh, the hockey fans tune in because it is enjoyable and uh, I think there's a lot of hope uh, going around uh, Saberland here right you, now. You probably got to the World Juniors last night because Cowboys in Washington was like 42 to seven by like 9:30, mm-hmm. so uh, you had you had the door open to watch USA Slovakia, which was really close down the end in the world juniors. We'll talk a little about that game. And of course, all the other world junior games that involve Sabre prospects. Owen power makes history for team Canada in his first game. Uh, We had another prospect that plays for the Czech Republic, Jacob Konechny, and then a couple of Sabre prospects in the Russia, Sweden game, Isaac Rosen and Nikita Novikov. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but we're wondering and hoping the Sabres can get back on the ice this week. It seems that they're going to play on Wednesday. That game is still on again, home against the New Jersey Devils, and they still have their road game against the Islanders on Thursday. Both of those games are scheduled to go on. Tonight's game, Monday night's game against the New York Islanders at KeyBank Center has been postponed. Uh, all these dates are to be announced later. Maybe they don't end up playing them at all. And now we've got more guys on the COVID protocols list with Don Granado, the Sabres head coach, being placed in protocol. Dylan Cousins, Mark Jankowski, and you've already got Zemgus Giergensen's and Jeff Skinner that are on the list as well. I don't know. If you were a betting man, would you bet that this game on Wednesday is going to happen, or do you think we see a couple more postponements? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the NHL, like, I don't know what their entire uh, game plan is with these. Like, do they just shut down if there's anybody that has COVID on a team, or do they are they going to make the Sabres play shorthanded? Like, I, I don't know. Um I would probably guess they would postpone it. Um, mm. and they've postponed so many already, um, and now they have the extra two weeks to try to uh, fit in games. Um, so yeah, I, I would imagine they will. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The Sabers uh, on the ice actually, like right now as we're speaking, Dustin Tokarski back on the ice for Sabers practice after missing like three weeks being in the COVID list. Uh, Matt Ellis is running practice with Don Granado in protocol, so. If Granado's not back by Wednesday, Maddie Ellis is going to be the Sabres head coach for that game. Unless, well, no, it would probably be Ellis. I know Kevin Adams came down from the from the booth last year for that one game. 
Uh, Sabres got shut out 3 nothing, I think, by the Penguins. Um, so Tokarski was back. That's good to see. Drake Kajula also was back on the ice after missing a couple of weeks. He was in a non-contact uniform, as was Tage Thompson. They've been looking at a knee injury for Thompson. Shouldn't be too serious, but he was in non-contact as well. No line rushes that I see as of yet. So just kind of maybe the Sabres getting their feet wet and uh, hoping they can get back on the ice Wednesday against the New Jersey Devils. The NHL did change the CBA a little bit yesterday, the league and the PA, to reintroduce taxi squads. I think that's a good idea, right? That, that's not a bad idea at all. No, yeah, they, they need to. Um, the way this is going, it seems like that the new variants are easily transmissible. Um, so it seems like they just, they're going to have more cases. It's just going to happen. Um, hopefully it's not as, hopefully everybody makes it through. All right. And, uh, the taxi squads are needed though, especially if you're just going to need AHL guys to be ready to go and be able to have teams, be able to field teams. Cause you're not going to be able to postpone them all. If they're, if a team has two people out, they're going to have to play and they're got to have guys ready for that. So I, I think it's just a, it's an easy fix to bring it back. I don't think it's like overly concerning or anything, um, but it is just like that solves a problem pretty easily. Also, with Tukarski back, what would you do goaltending wise? They're going to keep three, I imagine, because of right any at any moment somebody goes on the COVID list, and if you're out in Minnesota, they've already been in Minnesota. I could have picked any city that they haven't been to yet. Uh, they're out in Denver playing against the Avalanche, and boom, there goes. Uh, Malcolm Subban on the COVID list. Okay, well, I'd like to have another goaltender there. So what do we think? Probably it'll be Lukanen and Subban with Tokarski being the third guy. But Craig Anderson, remember, is also back skating and on the ice. He's nearing a return. I think I I want to keep Lukanen here, though. I think we're probably in agreement on that. I don't want to send Lukanen back to Rochester. So at that point, I guess like it sucks for Tokarski because he's playing pretty – well, he had a couple of really bad games before he went on the COVID list, but the season as a whole, he's been playing above his weight class. But I think he's probably the guy that gets sent down if everybody's healthy. Yeah, I would send, I would uh, have Tokarski be the third guy because I think you just, you know what that is. Like, I don't think, and I think you know that it's not enough. Mm. Um, I think he's had a good year for him, but. Um, like it's time to check in on Lupin and make sure that that's where we want to go. Cause yeah, you have this opportunity now where there's no pressure and you could really, really judge this player. And I just think it makes more sense to do that than um, trot Tukarski out there when you know that he's not the future guy. When, when Craig Anderson is ready to return, <clears throat> excuse me, how do you split up the goalie starts? I think I, I wouldn't even worry about it, like to be honest. Like I would, would I would consider like I think it's I think it's Lukanen and Subban is the backup. Like that would be what I would do. And Anderson um, just hangs out? Either he hangs out, maybe becomes like player coach. I don't I don't know what you want. <laughs> Davis uh, Webb. Yeah, like I just think like, you know, give All him right. his paycheck. I have no problem with giving him his paycheck, but Odds are somebody, some people get banged up though. So it, I feel like it all ends up working out or it ends up like, I don't think you're going to have this like, like three backup goalies sitting there dressed or something. Like, I don't think there's going to be something like that. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd consider sending Tukarski down. 
Like I would consider sending somebody down. That's that's um, what I would that's what I would do too. I would just send Takarski down and I would just keep going with Lukanen and Subban getting the starts. When Anderson comes back, just to maybe avoid him wanting to retire or anything, I might give him a start here and there and then just trade him at the first available opportunity for like a six round pick. Anyone that's got mm-hmm. goalie goalie problems, injuries, COVID, they want a, a little more stable option as their number two or three then I'd be looking to move Anderson. And he would want that. That's the re- that's got 100% the reason he signed in Buffalo, is he wanted to play some games early on, show the league that, hey, I could still play, and then the Sabres spin him to a contender where he could sit on the bench and take one more chance at the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably what the plan was with him anyway. All right, let's take a timeout here. When we come back, we will spin the golden wheel of scorers for Wednesday's game against the Devils, assuming that it happens. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you that this holiday season, you could get a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. You can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, great flavors, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. They're amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but they're high in protein, despite the fact that they are 100% covered in chocolate. Go to Built.com now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. All right, let's spin the golden wheel of scorers. Jordan will go first for Wednesday's game against the Devils. We do have the the COVID guys on here. So should we get a free spin off that, or should that be an automatic loss? What do we think? Uh, I would free spin it. Uh, I, automatic loss seems cruel. It, it does. Seem, <laughs> that's 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 the the risk, though. All right, I I agree. Free spin. All right, so Jordan, you're first. What do we get here? All right, John Hayden. Unless the golden helmet sneaks its way in, John Hayden. I'll take keep, another spin. You don't want John, you're putting John Hayden back. Yeah. Has he even scored this year? Um. I don't remember him scoring a goal. I couldn't say. I would say no. I don't notice him. My by the gut way, would say no. No, no it's the thing. He's just. He's also like any at any moment he could be healthy scratched. Yeah, right. Uh, two assists, no goals in 23 games. Yeah. 23 games. How has he played so many games here? All right. Jordan's second spin. So this is it. You're locked in unless it's All a right. COVID guy. It's a COVID guy, so it's a free spin. No Dylan Cousins. Should have removed him from there. I guess we could make it. I guess we could make it if I get like another COVID guy, then I lose. No, let's oh, let's remove. <laughs> I'll remove them as we go here. Oh, yeah. Gotta get somebody. All right. Ooh, Alex Tuck. Didn't you get him for tonight when there was supposed to be a game? I, I think I got him for the last week. All right. The Columbus well, game. You get Alex I'll take Tuck. him again. I'm excited. He should be making his debut for the Sabres on Wednesday, assuming that game happens. He was ready to go last week, so I'd assume he is this week as well. Again, I don't see line rushes yet for today's practice, but we'll see. All right, I'm spinning the golden wheel of goal scorers. Who will go up against Alex Tuck? Ooh, I will take USA. I get all of the the American players for the Buffalo Sabres. Perfect timing. A lot of... uh, a lot of national pride right now with the World Juniors. That means I get 
Anders Bjork, Will Butcher, John Hayden, Vinny Hinostroza, Kyle Oposo, Tage Thompson. Or would you take USA has to win against their next opponent? Hmm. You're giving me the option? And I'm not telling you who the opponent is. Oh, crap. What is their group? They're going to end up playing like Russia or something. No, I'll take I'll take the Americans scoring for the Sabres. Okay. It was Switzerland. (laughs) Like a three goal favorite in that game, probably. Hey, (laughs) we'll talk about it a second. They they did. They did not look amazing against uh, Slovakia, but um, we'll get to that when we come back. So Jordan's got Alex Tuck for Wednesday night against the Devils. And I have all of the American scores, which, by the way, does include Alex Tuck. So there's no way you can get one up on me. Because, well, maybe uh, should, he shouldn't be included. We're still kind of just flying by the seat of our pants on this thing. It's still kind of a con. I think it should be a win for both. A win for both? Okay. That that seems fair. Um, all right. So when we come back, we'll talk some World Juniors. Canada, the U.S. win over Slovakia, and all we saw from the Sabre prospects on Sunday night. That is coming your way in just one moment. But first, Bet Online, they've got you covered this holiday season, college bowl season, the pro football playoffs are coming up. Head to their mobile website and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from football, basketball, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, what do we like? What do we like from the Boxing Day opener for the World Juniors Tournament? I mean, the highlight of the day, no doubt, is Owen Power, first Canadian defenseman in World Junior history to record a hat trick. And he almost had four. He had a between-the-legs move that he almost pulled off with, like, five minutes to go. Um, And geez. The, the first goal was kind of, uh, I want to say a fluky goal. It was good recognition for him that the goalie was kind of out of position to just wire the wrist shot in there. But like the second and third goals, he's got some skills on display. The one-timer on the second goal, like knowing enough to kind of move down from the point down to the doorstep of the net on the third goal and cash in the rebound. It wasn't just the goal scored. Like I was just impressed, so impressed with him overall through that whole game. Yeah, he just seemed like a weapon, right? Like that, that was like the way I would describe it. It was like Canada knew that he was a force and Canada knew that they were going to use him. And like the power play was really working through him. They were always like working to move him around, looking to find him in different spots. Um, that's what you want to see. I think is like the fact that they were willing to use it. Like he wasn't like, Oh, stay at home guy. Like just, just kind of protect our net, be the, be the big man that you are. Um, you know, we're, he can do all that stuff. But the thing that I thought was most impressive is that they were using him like a Swiss Army knife on the power play. Is that they were like, let's put him down low. Let's put him over here. Let's flip him to the other side. He scored, I think, from three different spots. Yeah. Um. So, like, I think he's he just seems like a dangerous offensive player, and that's what you want to see. Yeah, he scored from the left wall. He scored on the one-timer from, like, the right face-off circle. And then he scored from, like, the doorstep at the net on the third one for the uh, for the, 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 the rebound goal. Um, yeah, he such control of the puck. I think the thing that's most impressive to me about him is even when there's a defender draped all over him, he just doesn't feel pressure. 
he's so hard. It's so hard to take the puck off of him. And he knows it that he uses his body so well, the puck possession game and just being able to like, all right, I've got this, I've got this five, eight forward that's buzzing around me like a fly in an elephant's butt, but I'm not going to get flustered by it. I'm going to like hold him off and I'm going to keep my head up and look around. I'm going to make the right pass. And Sabres defensemen have not had that almost ever. So it was funny. Did you see Andrew Peters tweet last night? Um, Andrew Peters tweeted that power looks like a guy that in three years will make Rasmus Dahlin expendable. Wow. It's, it, it's interesting. That's where you think, but like, you know what? That's how good he looked. He looked like a guy that the Sabres should expect number one defenseman, all, all the traits you need, the, the body, the skating, mm-hmm. the skill, the, the, the passing ability, thinking the game, right. Yeah, for, you use the word force. That's what he he would look like a force uh, yeah. last night. I uh, see. I I understand the tweet. Um, I think that that's probably right. Like he would make him the second left-handed defenseman on the team. Yeah. Um, but I think if you want to be good, you need both. Like I just think you're gonna need both those players. Um, mm-hmm. so like I I like I I I agree with the the sentiment. But I think I think the the logic is just you need you're gonna need all those guys, and I think the the Sabers identity will come from the blue line. I really do. Like I just think that that will be what what will the Sabers be known as? They'll probably be known as wow they got some they got some great defensive players, like yeah. really really offensive weapons from the blue line. And it could help Darlene. Like if Darlene, I, I like the idea of down the road moving him back to the right side. Because mm. he played on his offhand until he got to the NHL. And I think he's at least capable of it, if not even maybe better on that right side. But we haven't really seen him do a lot of it. If not, like Darlene getting easier matchups and more offensive zone starts because power is the guy that kind of like, all right, I'll take their top line. I'll take the defensive zone starts. You know, I'll, I'll be that guy. I'll be Victor Hedman. And you can go be on the second pair and just worry about creating chances, taking risks, and you're going to be more open to do that because you don't have to worry about playing Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon every night. Um, I think power could really help Dalene a lot uh, down the road, but of course, a long way to go before that. Um, Dave Cameron, the Team Canada coach on Owen Power, the three goals. Uh, he came as advertised. He's got a real low panic threshold. That's kind of what I was talking about with like not feeling pressure. He's got a real low panic threshold. He can protect pucks. It's his calmness. It's the whole balance that he brings. He'll keep that even keel. He's done it at the Worlds. He's done it at Michigan, and he's doing it here. It's that calmness. I'm not sure you can teach that. So super impressive. But like Jordan kind of said, it's all of that, and also he's got some dynamic skills as well. With we mentioned, he almost scored a between the legs goal. Um, the one-timer shot, like that was a big shot. Like he's got a lot of skills, super impressive right now from Owen power, uh, Canada, by the way, almost blue. They, they were in trouble there. They were down three, one to the Czech Republic at the end of the first period. Um, they come back, they went six to three. I did not notice Jacob Konechny. I don't think one time for the Czechs. Did you? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be ragging on a seventh round pick from the Sabers from two years ago, but I didn't notice him. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, I, I didn't notice him much either. I, I think there were a couple times, like I remember them saying, like, "Oh, we tried to get that to uh, Konechny. Um okay. and then it's just yeah. like they they couldn't get it to him. So um, we heard the announcer say his name. 
but that's like that's like what is that? That's Josh Allen, Josh, Josh Allen playing against like Nebraska, where there's all the all the four five star guys, and he's got like a bunch of one star guys around him. Yeah. Um, and maybe he's one of the one guys himself. Uh, so it's just, I mean, what are you supposed to do against Canada? You're probably going to get worked a little bit. Let it be written. Uh, December 27th, 2021, the day Jordan Hanskin compared Jacob Konechny to Josh Allen. Uh, that just happened. <laughs> in, 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 in sentiment. In sentiment. <laughs> the U.S. survived Slovakia 3-2 to two, very late. Like, it was close down the stretch. Slovakia makes it a one-goal game with three minutes to go. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with the U.S. I thought they were good, but they're supposed to look overwhelming to teams like Slovakia. That's kind of – Canada had a rough first period against the Czechs, but second and third period, they, it looked like they were in another league. And I wanted that from the U.S., but it never really got there. They got a couple power play goals. Five on five, it was actually really even. So – I'd be I, I'm worried about the U.S. right now. I think before the World Juniors, I asked you would I pick Canada or the field, and I said the field. You said Canada. If you ask me that question again right now, maybe I'm overreacting to one U.S. game. I think I would take Canada because I need the U.S. is the one team that I would think could do it. Um, but they weren't great against Slovakia. I don't know. Any thoughts from that game? I mean, yeah, it's not. It was not an overly impressive effort. I think this is what the U.S. is. Like, they're just, like, always been this team that's, like, you know, they'll win. But they're going to make it tight. They're going to make it – they're going to make it close. They're going to make it a battle. Um, there, it's rare that they – It's I just feel it's rare they, they show the flash and the, the skill that Canada brings. But then I think the U.S., when they play against the great teams or they play against the favorites, like, they play above their level. So I think that is what uh, – that would be what I would say about the U.S., yeah. And then the other game, big game from last night was Sweden beating Russia six to three. Uh, Sweden, by all accounts, looked like a juggernaut. I only saw the highlights from that game. They every, every, most of the highlights was them getting chances. Russia got their couple goals, but they could not keep Sweden out of their end. Um, Isaac Rosen, the Sabres first round pick from this past season, I guess a little bit of a disappointing uh, result when your team scores six goals and the Sabres have a first round pick on that team. And he comes away with no points, just three shots on goal, 1206 of ice time. Again, I didn't watch that game in full. Uh, so I can't tell you whether or not he looked good away from the puck or whatnot, but didn't get on the score sheet with his team scoring six. Nikita Novikov, the Sabres six round pick from this past year. He logged 1846 of ice time on the Russian blue line. That was third among Russian defensemen with two shots on goal. So Sweden, who was actually, Second in the uh, the betting odds to win gold, uh, they come out with a bang in their first game with a with a big win over a great a great opponent in Russia. Um, so as it stands, you've got wins by Sweden, Canada, the U.S., and then Finland beats Germany in the early game, uh, three to one on Boxing Day. Monday, you've got Austria at Finland at two o'clock. That one should be a rout. Uh, Russia at Switzerland at 4.30, Germany at Czech Republic at 7, and then Sweden at Slovakia at 9.30. So you got Sabre prospect Jacob Konechny for the Czechs at 7, and you've got Isaac Rosen for uh, Team Sweden at 9.30 against the Slovaks. I think that's the one I'll probably make a point to watch. I'm not sure I'll get to see much of the other ones, but I want to see Rosen because just he's kind of a mystery man right now. 
He's not playing. He's playing overseas. You don't see a lot of highlights because he's playing with men. He's on the fourth line, so kind of a mystery man. I would say appointment television, the rankings is – I would say Canada and the U.S. are even, right? U.S., we don't have Sabre guys, but we're rooting for the Americans. Whereas, like, in Canada, it's like you get to watch Owen Power. That's got to be, like, the top two, 1A, 1B. And then it's then it's Sweden and then, mm-hmm. the, then the Czechs. No, then the Russians and the Czechs. Then the, yeah, yeah. Russia is always exhilarating, no matter yeah. what. And it's also uh, like a, a saber prospect that could be something. Like he could be something. Um, with who? With the uh, defenseman on Russia? Oh, Novikov. Novikov. It's impressive that he was able to make the KHL in his first year and yeah. then make the World Junior Team after that as a six-round pick. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. he's maybe more of a defensive defenseman, but it's his development's been kind of uh, surprising to me so far that he's been able to take those steps. The Sabres drafted a bunch of other Russian skaters that have not taken those steps yet. Uh, Kisikov, Poltopov, they're they're in the MHL, which is below the KHL. They did not make the World Junior Team. And Novikov was picked four rounds later, and here he is doing it. Um, Wednesday is probably the next big U.S. game. The U.S. plays Switzerland tomorrow, but then they've got Sweden on Wednesday night at 930. Uh, so that's really their ne- – and then they play Russia on Friday, New Year's Eve at 930. Competing with uh, Bama, Cincinnati? No, competing with Georgia, Michigan. Mm. I might. Well, I'll probably go U.S. Russia, but I'm definitely in the minority on that. That game's also going to end literally as the countdown's going. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. All right. Uh, well, let's get out of here for today's show. We'll see if we have any more Saber news by tomorrow. Kevin Adams, I just saw, is uh, scheduled to meet with the media after Sabers practice, so we're recording a little early for that. But, um, oh, actually, he's going right now. Adam said there's a chance Granado will be available to coach Wednesday night. He needs to produce negative tests, but he is asymptomatic. So that's good because Granado, with his health issues from a couple years ago, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that he was on in COVID protocols. Um, so everyone but Zemgis Gergensen's is asymptomatic. Gergensen's is not asymptomatic. He is experiencing symptoms. He would not really get into the severity of them. So uh, hopefully Gergensen's is doing all right and uh, can get back on the ice for the Sabres soon and is healthy. I mean, that's the, the first step there. All right, uh, that's it for us on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for listening and making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Talk to you tomorrow.